I will trawl through those 95,000 photos maybe once, twice, sometimes three times a day, looking, you know, looking for that image that I, you know, recalled taking when I was in the British Museum in London, when I was in Hyde Park or Central Park or when I was down a laneway, alleyway in, in India photographing rubbish in the street. Um, you know, that rubbish consisting of stomped on marigolds and coloured paper or, or um, paint pigment peeling walls. Uh, you know, I seek beauty in, in the everyday and it's what sustains me. Hi there, my name's Willie Russo and you're listening to Interview with an Artist, the weekly show where we speak with a range of art world players. That's Miranda Skocek and those 95,000 photos, they're on her phone. Now, Miranda may not be the best book club member, as you'll find out, but she's a damn fine painter. Miranda has been consistently exhibiting over the last 15 years, doing two and sometimes three shows a year. She moved her studio back home this year after years spent working off-site. And it's exciting to see what the change in energy will do to her work. You see, home isn't just Miranda floating around, painting at whim. Miranda is a single mum to her son and the ringmaster of a menagerie of pets. Miranda and I chatted earlier in the year for this episode, and in that conversation we talk about a range of things, including the poor struggling artist's story and why it doesn't have to always be that way. We talk about how she remains inspired and the importance of having a process. And lastly, where she'd love to focus her energies on over the next couple of years. If you don't already, head on over and follow her on Instagram. Enjoy meeting the delightful Miranda Skocek. No, I mean... No, oh God, okay. I'll just try and keep it away from my fat ear. (laughs) That was so funny because do you know what? It kind of like, it put me on this hold music. Oh, did it? Yeah, yeah. It put me on hold music and then it... um. (laughs) Then it just hung up on me and I was like, oh, oh my no. God, this is the I, best. I saw you were on hold and I didn't know I, I didn't know what to do. I, seriously, I'm such a Luddite. And my brother the other day said, are you making up a timetable for Harper? It'll take you five minutes in Excel. I'm like, what's wrong with a fucking ruler and a pen? He's like, you are a loser. You're like, what You're is like, Excel? What is this Excel that you speak of? <laughs> Oh, look, okay, I know what it is, but I don't ever use it, and nor do I care to. <laughs> oh my god, that is the best. That oh, is so god. you. Okay, so you moved home. You moved your studio home, but there's been no yep. lockdown. So <sighs> just in case there's no lockdown, but I, my home is in a bit of disarray, which is is quite unsettling because yep. I like home to be. You know, I mean, it's madness because I have so much stuff. Um, but I meant to have a writer coming tomorrow and I just, I can't, I've had to cancel on her last minute because I'm like, no, I'm not ready. Yeah. I'm not ready. I can talk on the phone without any video. That's fine. Cause no one will see what's going on. <laughs> hey, you were just oh. doing some fancy David Jones thing. You looked very oh. swish. Oh, oh, thank you, love. But that took like nine people to make me look like that. <laughs> Oh, yeah. oh my god, I love yeah. it. And it was lovely to have that last ever document of me in in my fabulous studio. But weirdly I'm not depressed being in a space about one tenth the size. Um, I think because I just I'm at home and I just 
love being at home so much. So yeah, nice. Yeah. So it's yeah. Anyway, so no, I'm 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 good. And you are, I trust, I hope. Yeah, I'm well, thank you. I'm really well. You had a sellout show at Nicholas Tom- Thompson Gallery last yep. year? I did, In, yes. Like mid-COVID. Yes, I know. I, I was I was um, absolutely thrilled and amazed um, that, yeah, during lockdown with no one able to go into the gallery. I think at that time, sorry, for my show, one person was able to go by appointment. I think that, oh, not, maybe that was only for half the show. Um, but yes, and it sold out in a matter of, I think, within a week. And it just really highlighted for me um, what has always been so important to me um, that, you know, people's homes were their sanctuary and they were, you know, really wanting to create that very sort of warm and uplifting um, environment for themselves for which to, you know, cocoon themselves in. So, yeah, I, I was very, very thrilled. My my December show at Edwina's didn't sell out, I must say. I was like, come on, Randa, let's do it again. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go. Didn't quite, didn't, yeah, yeah, didn't quite get there, but look, it was a big show and it was well received. And I mean, I, you know, I still, I still did very well. I think yeah. I sold three quarters of, of the work, if not a bit more. So, but yes. Um, and I would I say Brisbane, was, Brisbane is a smaller art market, right? Well, like, it is. And, and, you know, I've been showing there for, you know, 12 years now. And I just think, God, is everyone in Brisbane, you know, sick of me? <laughs> But no, Edwina sells, you know, she sells internationally. She sells a lot of work to um, Hong Kong, collectors in Hong Kong and, and Europe this time. So, well, not well for, for a long time, you know, it's such a global village we live in. But, yeah, no, look, Sydney, Melbourne um, and, and Sydney, Edwina says she, you know, for a long she time. She has a my collector biggest, group in yeah, Sydney, yeah. Yeah, my biggest... Um, Collect, number of collectors came from Sydney, so sort of. Think, I think, oh, I need to have a show. Oh, well, I'm doing Sydney Contemporary this year. I'm yeah, a doing nice. a solo artist, so I'm very excited about that. Completely terrified too, but um, I'll, I, that sort of does spur me on, which is good. I I work well under under pressure, and I for someone that you know I consider to be a bit of an extroverted introvert. It's funny that. With my paintings, I do have this weird sort of strange confidence. I not that I look at them and and think, oh my god, this is amazing, but I I just I'm they're so self indulgent, and I just go into my self, and I and I and I unfortunately don't <laughs> think about anybody else but myself when I'm in that in that moment. I love um, it. And well, that's what people are obviously connecting with, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Well, and you know, they're, they're, they're offerings for people to either reject or, 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 um, take into their obviously. home and have a little yes. piece of Miranda yes. on the wall. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So no, it's, it's, it's good, but no, I don't, I don't have a show until I don't have an exhibition until July, um, which is my solo again at Nicholas because I show there each year, yep. um, as well as with Edwina. So, you know, I have two solos per year yep. and have done so for a very long time. There and was a little time there where I was having 
three solos, but that was just too Ooh, much. Was that way too much? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, but you know what? And people are like, God, you're a machine, you're. And I'm like, three shows. I'm like, mm, but you know, I would very often over three works spread out, and you know, I would see artists who would have that many works in one exhibition. So. You know, I I remember having a show in Melbourne, and I only had five paintings in the show because they were all huge. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I I I I never have a, a high number of of works per show. Generally about twelve. And when you're when you're planning out for a show, um, yep. how can you walk us through the process of point of inspiration through to? I don't you ever, awesome. ever, ever plan a show or a painting, really. I am such a process-driven artist. Um, I mean, there could be, I, I mean, I, I, you know, I could, I mean, travel has always been, you know, in that engagement with different cultures and, and you know, going to contemporary galleries and museums overseas. You know, I always come back from, from, a, from a trip, you know, so um, inspired and, and enthused. And, you know, there may be, I mean, there's always these, you know, images and, and experiences that occupy my mind, but I I don't ever, I, I literally just start painting and then I, and I see, you know, what's occurring and, you know, one painting can and will inform the next, but never, ever do, ever do I plan a show. I, I don't title an exhibition until, you know, I am often halfway through um, a body of work. Um, and again, titling, of course, happens at the very end. Or if it's really, you know, I'm, I'm a huge um, lover of music um, from, you know, jazz to classical to 90s hip-hop to, you know, punk. Like, I... You know, so music is a is a constant, and sometimes there'll be a discovery of a new song with an amazing title. You know, which often I can um, title works. You know, they're they're a song title. Um, but yeah, I, I I'm, I'm not a planner. I don't plan anything. <laughs> I love it. I love it. It's the spontaneity of it. Yeah. It's just the energy yeah. of the moment. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah, definitely. And so, how would you say your style has evolved over the years? Um, well, it very much has evolved. I, you know, when I first, actually, when I really first started painting, um, it was pure abstraction. Um, and then I, I've always been very, very drawn to the, to nature, to the, to the animal kingdom. I, you know, I love animals so much and so animals actually and a lot of sort of mythological creatures sort of inhabited my uh my work but then you know the decorative motifs objects that because I'm you know I'm such a consumer of history and the whole history of of image making and so I I started to bring in you know the 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 decorative but, you know, uh, it's a very process-based practice where, you know, I conflate abstraction with figuration. You know, they're a very emotional and spatial response to, to all that I consume and, and all that sort of consumes me. But I, I get bored easily and I, 
I will go from, you know, p- pure abstraction within a show to then figuration. But it's, it, yeah, it, they, they, are, they always have been that quite, quite a mix yeah. of, of the two styles. Is there an animal that you find yourself repeatedly coming back to? Uh, there, there was, but this was m- many years ago. I have not painted an animal for, for quite some time. But, you know, wolves, bears, deer, you know, quite sort of majestic animals, mothers, um, animals which are really sort of fierce and protective mothers, uh, you know, wolves and lions, I sort of feel I like my sort of spirit animal. Yep. Uh, and oh, my cat who I attempted to lock out, my kitten, has just jumped up on oh, the table here with them, me. Let them join. What's the cat's oh, name again? Mozart. <laughs> Mozart, that's right. Yep. Now, Mozart's quite young. He's young. He's only, he's probably close to four months old now. Oh, I love it. And he is a menace. <laughs> he is an utter menace and he's just added to the chaos that is my as an angel but he is absolutely to die for he's so affectionate so entertaining adores my dog adores my other cat who's just completely over him already he's just like this nut job has to go oh my god you've got Uh, the menagerie there you've got the menagerie oh yeah yeah. two cats a dog two guinea pigs they all live in the house and before you think it's you know a total dirty mess it's not all i seem to do now is clean clean. yeah yeah what have i done what have I done? Oh my god! So okay, I, uh, is there like, is there a day plan of like, okay, I paint between, oh, you know, again, <laughs> really, no, no, no. Unfortunately, there is no such plan. I can go, I can go weeks, I can go months without painting. Months, I'm starting to yearn for pushing paint around. Yep. I work in fits and bursts. Okay. I, my everyday is an endless, endless consumption of images. It is an endless pursuit. Oh, where are you consuming those images from? Oh. Are you um, down the Instagram wormhole? I'm down the Instagram <laughs> wormhole sometimes until three, four in the morning. It's oh, no. Obsessive. It's terrible. It, 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 it is terrible. I, I need constant stimulation. Um... I, I mean, it's the, it's Instagram, it's the internet, it's Pinterest, it's books. You know, I have a, a an amazing collection of art, design, architecture, you know, spirituality. I, you know, mysticism. I, I, I don't read novels, although I've just joined a book club. And um, do they know uh, you're the lady that's never going to read the book? Like. Um, and I'm like, guys, I didn't read the book. But here's a bottle of wine, <laughs> so let's get down to business. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm, it was your fault, though, because you told me a week before we were due to meet that it wasn't very good. So I was like, I'm not wasting I'm my not time reading. reading this. <laughs> Bloody hell. I I'm going to dip it. in and out of, you know, an artist monograph or, you know, a, an essay on Helen Frankenthaler or, you know, Lee Krasner. I just... Novels, oh, but I've, I've promised myself I'm, I'm going to do better with the next book club. Yeah. Um, but yeah, books, the internet, my phone is 
pretty much anatomically attached to my hand, which I I know is not always is not always so good. But honestly, they it provides. I mean, I have ninety five thousand photos on my phone. Oh, oh my god! You must have like one of the biggest, or is it all in the cloud somewhere? No, no, I have the biggest phone you can buy, <laughs> and, and I will crawl through those ninety five thousand photos maybe once, twice, sometimes three times a day, looking, you know, looking for that image that I, you know, recalled taking when I was in the British Museum in London, when I was in Hyde Park or Central Park or when I was down a laneway, alleyway in in India, um, you know, photographing rubbish in the street. Um, you know, that rubbish consisting of stomped on marigolds and coloured paper or, or um, paint pigment peeling walls. Uh, you know, I, I seek beauty in, in the everyday and... It's what sustains me and and home. Now that I've moved, you know, my studio to home, my home is so intrinsically linked. Mm. It's such an extension of yes. my practice. Yeah. Hey, do you uh, remember the first piece you sold? I was trying to recall that, and I think it was because it was so long ago. You know, I've been I've been showing for fifteen years now. But I think it was my father. <laughs> oh, I love the family purchase of the first yes. one. Yeah. yeah, it was my dad who admittedly, you know, he would sort of vacillate between, Miranda, you know, this is 20 years ago, do you really think you're going to make any money doing this? And I'm like, Dad, I am not driven by money. I am a very authentic, you know, I, I need to follow. I need to follow my my heart, and I have an incredible pull to, you know, express myself in this way, and nothing else will do. Um, but you know, then he would also be very supportive, and and you know, he um, commissioned me. I can't remember if it was the first painting I ever saw. I think it was. Dad commissioned me to paint a portrait of my brother. And yeah, so it, it, I, I'm I'm pretty sure it was my dad. Yeah, is that portrait you, still around? Yes, and <laughs> would you believe? <laughs> would you believe that my mum, because my my father died a couple of years ago, yeah. and my mum recently moved closer to she moved to Gippsland from Canberra. I spent my teenage years in Canberra. Good one, Dad. He moved us there from Melbourne, <laughs> um, but I took back a few paintings which were in my mum and dad's possession, which were gifted to them many, many years ago, some from 20 years ago, portraits about 18 years old. And I've taken it back and I've just given it a little bit of a freshen up. <laughs> because, I love you know, it. Yeah, yeah. Is a yeah. painting ever finished? You know, yeah. sometimes I have to literally take the painting off the wall, turn it around because I'm a terrible tinkerer. And I can very often overwork a picture. Um, sometimes, you know, it, it's okay. This is finished. I'm thrilled. It, I'm. It is. It is done. But also, too, I can. I can say yes. This painting is finished. And then it'll be sitting there on the wall. And then I'll have a tinker. I'll have excess paint that I've mixed up. I'm like, oh, I'm just gonna. You might just dab that I'm just there. Pop a little. Yeah. 
stop a little bit of that there. And then I'm like, what have I done? <laughs> uh, like... Then I'm back on this, <laughs> you know. You're on the of... hamster wheel of oh, like, oh, my I God, am. stop touching. Yep. Touch it. Don't yes. touch it. <laughs> yep. Yep. I am. So, oh, I love yeah, it. I just, oh, I, I sometimes don't, I sometimes just, I know I should stop, but I, I, I keep going, which, yeah, which poses poses uh, problems at times. But anyway, uh, yes, that portrait does That portrait is back it's, with it's you. Getting, yes. I love getting it. a little bit of a, a little bit of a, an update. A freshener. A little, <laughs> yep. a little bit of painting Botox, should we say. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so, okay. So mum and dad were obviously a little bit concerned. Was there a point yep. where you were like, guys, don't worry, I'm making it. Like, um, this is a I, thing. I, I don't recall ever saying that. I think it just, sort of became apparent to mum and dad. Maybe I was borrowing less money and, <laughs> um, you know, and I would, I mean, I've, as I said, I think I, I've been exhibiting now for 15 years. Yeah. Um, but before that, you know, when I was studying, I mean, I first did a diploma of, of visual art. I applied for the Victorian College of the Arts, CCA, and was rejected. They're like, no, you're not ready go and do a, a, a diploma and while studying that I was you know working in, in in an interior design store and the owner I showed her my work and she loved them and I started putting my paintings in the shop and they were flying out the door and you know my lecturers were often quite sort of conflicted they sort of felt that you know I was painting paintings which I knew would sell and I was tailoring them in a way for the buyer, which was not, you know, I, I've never, like I said earlier, I, I'm so authentic and I'm, I'm so, you know, I'm very much in admiration of so many of my peers. I mean, I, oh, I don't do many exhibitions as I would like being a busy single mum. And so, and I, and I moved, I moved out of the city Four years ago, so I don't see as many exhibitions as I would like, but I um, am well aware of of what's going on around me. And but I'm not at the same time. I'm also I'm not interested too because I don't want to do anything that is not you know completely it's not authentically you. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. mean, it's difficult, right? Because like your lecture is going. Oh, were you just creating artwork that's going to sell? Like it's and and not that that's what you're doing, but it's almost at times looked upon. Well, what's wrong with that? Like, well, yeah. Like, it's, do you want us to all be starving artists who I don't know. make well, money? Like that is, was kind of a lot of the time how I felt. I was like, you know what? I'm able to paint and make a living from my painting. I'm not having to go and work a dead end job. I am in the studio. I am constantly, you know, evolving and and pushing myself, and I'm making money whilst doing it. And I don't see why that. Yeah. Is why is that a negative? Upon. Why is that yeah. a negative? It's interesting. Yeah. I f- yeah. I feel yeah. it's a it's a cross point or it's a cross that a lot of artists are made to bear. Yep. When, when really they don't, they don't need to. So when did you start calling yourself an artist? I guess that kind of came pretty early mm. for you. 
It did. I mean, I remember being in India with my brother and we were asked to state our occupation and I and I wrote artist and my brother's like, oh, that's so cool, artist. I'm like, well, it's not, it's who I am. It's what I do. It's all that I know how to do, you know, ex- express myself in this, and in my in this very sort of physical manner, and and I, it's actually know, just a legitimate time, answer. <laughs> yeah, and you know, very much at the same time engaging with that, you know, sort of internal discourse. But you know, I, I have been referring to myself as an artist for a very long time because you know, I mean, I first studied graphic design when I when I finished school, and I was never interested in in producing um, work on the computer. I would always hand generate the work and then I would apply text um, but you know those three years gave me a really great understanding of, of composition and form and the you know the kind of foundation principles of yeah. pulling something together yeah. yeah you know and my work was very graphic in the beginning you know you asked about its evolution and yeah um, it was very graphic in the in the beginning in my early well no sorry no, sorry. I think actually, sorry. I take that back. I did when I first started selling my works in the in the interior design store. They were um, very gestural, abstraction, and and then I moved into that sort of more um, graphic sort of nature with the with the animals and sort of elements of design. And then I and then and then went back to to abstraction again. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that, that, those three years of graphic design, then I did my two-year diploma, and then finally I did, you know, my fine arts degree at VCA. So there was a lot of a lot of study, but also at the same time and making a living from my work. So yes, it's been a num- many a year that I've. I mean, I'm 44 now, so it's been a good 15, 20 years, close to You've 20 years that I've working and in the field. Mm. If yeah. You, if you could change one thing about the art world or art industry, what would it be? Yep. I think what, and I think it's becoming less so, but I always really loathed the sort of impenetrability of art in Australia, I think. I think in Europe and other parts of the world, it's a lot more accessible to the layman and woman, that sort of elitism that you know used to always really upset me, and you know people um, who didn't have a lot of experience with art would, you know, I would hear and read that, you know, they didn't feel comfortable it's just entering daunting. that sort of. Oh my god! Yeah. I can totally empathise. It's just daunting. Yeah. It's daunting yeah. going into a gallery. It's daunting yeah. going into a museum if you're not. Yeah like from within the world, yeah, it can be a really horrendous experience because you're not sure what to say and you're not sure what to do. And yeah, yeah. and maybe like, you know, sometimes you stumble on into a gallery and you're like, holy heck, like I just actually, none of these are at my price point. And what I really try and tell people is that that's absolutely okay. You can just go in and look and enjoy. Absolutely, yep. And and that engagement, I think, you know, I think that's so important for for, for society. And and I and I think pulling down those walls is really the way for the art world to survive. I mean, a lot of galleries for a long time there were were closing their doors, and I think it's sad that that people feel that that they're not worthy of entering into that, you know, that white 
cube, which, yeah, which, as, as you said, can, can even for me, I've gone into, you know, <laughs> contemporary art galleries and, you know, in, in New York, you know, they're just these gargantuan spaces and you just immediately feel so dwarfed and then, you know, you're looking at work, which is just so highly intellectual and conceptual and I can imagine that it that is experience. A lot of people. Yeah, yeah, which is not good. So that would be definitely the, the one thing I would love to change. Yeah. Make it more, make art more accessible. Yeah. And there seems to be, I'm noticing on, um, in conversation and on Instagram, there's more and more talk about this, the copying effect. And it's really interesting. I've spoken to a couple of artists and they're like, you know, when you're emerging, yes, you copy and you look at other people's work and you try and recreate that, but then you don't sell that. Whereas yep. it seems at the moment, I mean, just, well, look, Instagram is just so amazing. You can access so many different things, but yep. this, the instances of copying, I don't know whether they've always been around or mm. we're just seeing it more. Has that happened I've to seen, you? Like how, what's your experience oh, yeah. in that field? <laughs> I've, yeah. been, I've been, I think actually what has always pushed me, if I'm, if I really think about it, what yep. has pushed me as much as the fear of getting bored and also my chaotic mind, which is always, you know, splitting between myriad different, myriad things. Um, I have been copied severely many times now. Um, it, you know, it, when it first happened probably more than 15 years ago, it was by... Uh, a friend, uh, more, more, she was actually really my employer, um, but we were very friendly and she hounded me for so long to give her painting lessons. Oh, and, God. Um, I was so not interested, but then I just couldn't handle saying no anymore. And then I turn around and she's selling her work beside mine because I worked in her in her store, it was a lovely homewares and, and florist. This was 20 years ago. Yeah. And her work looked just like mine. And I was just like, okay. Um, and then, you know, I've been in Bali and walked into galleries there. And Oh, my God. And you're so like, hey, guys, painting. that's my work. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so how and do you move I've, through? How have you moved through that over the years? I, it, it, when it first happened, it was really soul-destroying. But, you know, speaking to my brother, who is my rock and my best friend and my, my biggest fan, and, and he is like, Miranda, you know, you just have to take it as a form of, you know, what's the saying? Yeah, um, flattery. It's like... Yeah. Um, and, uh, it, it, no, it, look, I, I tried to, I tried to um, have that sort of approach but at, but then at the same time it's like no that's you know taken you know my paintings are well I guess they're so expressly you right well like... they are they are and it's it is hard to deal with but really at the end of the day you can't really do much about it and you could maybe you could if you spent a lot of money and, and went to court um, but you know they only have to change a very very small percentage to technically in inverted commas make it their own Mm. Um, and really, I just don't wish to spend my energy and time energy and resources. On, yeah, yep. no. Yep. 
So you, it, it forces you. It forces you to always be evolving and to be, you know, exploring new avenues. And yeah, and I think that's definitely being copied many, many times over the years has definitely contributed to my constant um, evolution and pushing yep. forward. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It sounds like you've had quite successful, long-standing relationships with your gallerists. Why do you think yep. that is? Um, it took me a long took me a long time to. I mean, I, I've been with Edwina now for twelve years, and before that, I was with a few galleries, all which will remain nameless. Yep. No, that's, that's um, all good. Of course. <laughs> yeah. Yep. But they were crooks. Uh, you know, yeah. absolute absolute crooks. And historically, you know, I think it's always been the struggling artist, but many a um, successful dealer. But, you know, you, it's just so important to find that person that you connect with that is, you know, a good moral fibre. And Edwina and Nicholas Thompson, Edwina Collette and Nicholas Thompson are both so transparent, supportive, and uh, are so familiar with, with my work, you know, they champion my work and that's really important for that artist gallery relationship. relationship. Yeah. Yep. What do you do to yep. get out of a creative funk? Um, I, twice in, in my career, I remember it, one lasted several months and I, it was so depressing and so confronting and, and I talked to fellow artists friends because it is a common thing. It happens. Yeah. Um, it happens. I, I read, I go and see exhibitions, I travel. It, it sparks so much sort of joy and, and a freshness again with my attitude to, to my practice and just looking, gathering, yeah. even going for a, <laughs> you know, going for a walk into the forest and, you know, just that engagement, engagement with nature too. You know, my paintings, I think really culture and nature are the most, two most um, influential elements. Of, yes. Yeah. Yeah. On, on my practice. Who's your biggest fan? Uh, I, that would be my brother. Hey. That would be my brother. <laughs> yes. He's, he's my biggest fan. He's always been so supportive from, from the get go and constantly, tells me you know how proud he is of me and he's my little brother and very lovely to have his support and and knowing that I always you know have his support no matter what I mean he'll certainly tell me when there's a painting that he's just like what's going on here which you know (laughs) Miranda come with me explain (laughs) this (laughs) yeah um how do you deal with your inner critic I move on to the next work if I'm wrestling with a work and I just, you know, I, I can't resolve a work and I, and I feel, you know, I can go down the hole of, oh, my God, what am I doing? I can't do this. Who am I? I take a deep breath. I go out of the studio. I, but, but very important to me and my practice and the way I work is to always keep things moving. And so... You know, I'll work on up to 10 paintings at a time. I, I would go crazy if I was working on one painting at a time. And I, and I can't physically because they're so layered 
and working in oils, obviously, and I don't work wet on wet normally. Well, sometimes I do, but I allow layers to, to dry. So, you know, and that layering is what affords them with the, with their history. So, yeah, I, I literally ease and very easily I'm, I move on to the next work. Just move on. Yeah. Yeah, I move on. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Last question before we get into the quick fire five. Where yep. would you like to see your work take you in the next couple of years? It would be wonderful to have an exhibition um, in a in a regional gallery. I definitely need to really start focusing on entering awards. You know, I've been a single mum for really almost ten years, and and so I have admittedly always had to put food on the table and you know I've always focused on my on my exhibitions but I I really I've always known the importance of entering awards and it's and it's something that's always sort of eluded me because I've I've had to yeah you've had what what would winning an award add do you think to your oh (laughs) look I, I don't even necessarily even sort of think about winning but yeah. just to be shortlisted yeah having that you know recognition by a group of peers in that um uh, out in the world is it gives others I guess it's kind of like that unofficial world. It's almost an official. It's a stamp isn't it or yes. in an industry that's so unregulated yep it's a, yep. okay, well, a group of people who kind of know what they're on about yes, have seen this exactly. and said, Miranda, yep. you're the lady. Yep. That's it. Yep. Yep. Quick fire five. Oh, God, this will be interesting. My brain doesn't work quick, but anyway, we'll give it a go. <laughs> What's your star sign? Aquarius. Favorite snack? You are not alone, my friend. Oh, chips, good. Chips oh. is is a frequent on the uh, favourite oh, snack. Oh, Have God, you got a, a specific flavour? That's always my next question. Oh, salt and vinegar. <laughs> yep, malt vinegar and and salt. Yeah, I just oh terrible chips. Oh, I'm such a chip monster. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. Okay. What's and this is a new quick fire five question because I've just yep. kind of rejigged them, but. An Instagram feed that you love? Oh, oh my God. You should know this straight away. It just goes, oh my God. Well, there's so many, right? Oh, God, yes. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, Beata Human. She's a human, Herman, however you pronounce her surname. She's a English interior designer. Okay, I'm looking her up right now just so I get yep. the. Be- yep. How am I spelling that? Beata, B-E-A-T-A. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I see it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, cool. Okay. Yeah. Beata, human. Yeah. I'm following. Yeah. And Cat London. Cat London. Yeah. Okay, done. Okay, that that was easy. Yep. Band you played to death in your 20s. The Cure. Mm. Nice. Yeah. Last oh, one. Oh, my 20s. That was yeah. more my teen years. Oh, God. Oh, no. It's funny. Everyone goes to high school and teens, and I wonder yeah. if that's because it just, you know, high school's such an emotive time. Yeah. And you're kind of like, you've got your, like, mine's third eye blind. 
I played them. I They're a Canadian band. Okay. That I played yep. to death in um yep. in my teenage years. So yep. Um, um, yes. Yeah, so, uh, anyway, we'll just leave it at the yeah. cure. <laughs> Maybe if I have an uh, oh my god moment, Miranda. No, it was not. I'll I'll text, text me. You. Text me and I'll add yeah. it in. <laughs> oh no, but it's bloody. I'm not. I haven't. You need my voice. Oh, anyway. No, yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Forget that. I said that idiot. Um. All right. Last one. <laughs> yep. First, last, or never on the dance floor. Uh, uh, first. Oh, last. Oh, no. Oh, we'll go first. We'll go first. I'm probably in between first and last. So, but, but I think it sounds like you're always there. Yeah, I am. First. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Yeah. Miranda yeah. Skoczek, thank you so much for talking with us on Interview <laughs> with an Artist. Oh, my pleasure, Willie. Thank you so much for having me.